Unbound Theatre presents The Chronicles of Professor Cronomier, Goddess of Victory Written by Dario Knight and performed by Erica Sanderson Chapter 11 The Sacrifice Once the sun had set on the raid on Verulamium, Boudicca and her most trusted warriors had dragged the professor away from the camp and into a small clearing ringed by ancient oak trees. The prisoner had offered no resistance when they tied her to one of the trunks and remained stony-faced whilst Boudicca stood triumphantly before her holding a flaming torch. Your blood shall be succour to our victory, teacher, she said in a reverential tone. The goddess Andraste shall see us conquer the conquerors and reclaim our lands. At last, our armies near the final battle. What tells you the next one shall be the last? the professor asked. That pendant around your neck? She could see Boudicca bristle. Speak to you, does it? Brings you prophecies of victory from the gods? I'd call it a low-level localised temporal distortion myself, but each to their own. Your prattle will not save you from your bonds, Boudicca warned. You will die for our cause. Glad to hear it, the professor replied, enjoying the look of confusion on the Queen's face. I don't condone your methods in the slightest, but I wouldn't argue against your cause for all the world. I shall be happy to help in my small way. Now then, clear off and leave me be. The warriors exchanged confused glances, and Boudicca's countenance grew stony. Farewell, she growled, and then led her men away through the trees. Clear off from the clearing, the professor mused to herself. I thought that was quite good. Not a titter. Ah, well. She waited for all traces of the Iceni torchlight to fade, and then began struggling against her bonds. Come on, she urged them. What was it that magician chap said? It's all in the muscles. Ah, Mr. Houdini, what a weekend that was. I should bring you back here for a visit. You'd get on famously with our Boudicca. Try as she might, the ropes would not shift. Oh, bother, she sighed. Two figures appeared, silhouetted between the trees. Her body tensed. Were these two more Iceni sent to carry out the sacrifice? No, they were too slight. As they advanced into the clearing, the moonlight washed over their beaten faces. Astrid! the professor cried. Her young friend sprinted ahead and leapt towards the tree, managing, in spite of the bonds, to embrace her. How ever did you find me, you miraculous girl? With this, Astrid said, wiping away tears. She held out the chronometer, which was still glowing faintly. Yours too, the professor pondered. I thought I felt a tingle in my waistcoat pocket. Come now, see if you can get these ropes cut and we'll be on our way. Oh, who's this young chap? Pleased to meet you, sir. Uh, uh, I'm Gaius, he stammered nervously. Astrid and I have been, well, travelling together. Such a wet blanket, 
Astrid muttered under her breath from behind the tree. We're working on it, though. The professor beamed at the news. Oh, my girl, you've found yourself a roaming Roman. The pleasure is all mine, Gaius. Uh, forgive me if I don't embrace you. I'm uh, somewhat tied up at the moment. Oh, not any more, you ain't, grunted Astrid, as she forced her penknife through the last strands of rope. She walked back round to the professor, who was already shaking Gaius's hand. What are you doing tied to a tree? she asked. Afraid I've had a bit of a misunderstanding with the Queen of the Iceni. You've met Boudicca, marvelled Gaius. What's she like? Oh, she's not so bad once you get her talking, said the professor. Touch ill-tempered, but I don't begrudge her that. A lovely children. And the tree? asked Astrid. Oh, that. Uh, yes, I'm afraid she wasn't too keen when I tried to pinch a pendant of hers. Decided to sacrifice me. She hesitated, frowning at the distance. Astrid and Gaius kept their focus on her face. Offer me up to a goddess. What goddess? frowned Astrid. That one, I think, the professor replied absently. Astrid and Gaius followed her gaze. There, among the trees, was a shadow. It moved slowly towards them. With each step, small splinters of silver light teased out from beneath its feet. Andraste, the professor frowned. She can't be real. The shadow on the hill, said Gaius, recalling the figure they'd seen watching them whilst they stood beside the professor's ship. He drew his sword. Gradually the figure emerged into the clearing. Though a cloak was pulled over its face, Astrid recognised the apparel and the mane of hair poking out from the folds of the hood. Soothsayer, she cried. We thought you were... She stopped when the figure extended an arm before her. This was not the hand of the soothsayer. It was wrinkled and warped by age, its bony fingers barely able to flex. Astrid looked again at the woman's hair and saw that it was grey and brittle. Her countenance was hunched and slight. The fight in the forest, Guys recalled. It's like it's aged her. Oh, soothsayer, what have they done to you? The young Roman walked towards the decrepit figure and moved to place a comforting hand in her outstretched palm. As he neared her, a silver mist formed between the two. Gaius, don't! Astrid screamed. The soothsayer grabbed hold of him with a ferocity betraying her rapidly advanced age. Gaius's sword thumped onto the ground and she held his wrist tightly, sinking him to his knees in writhing pain. Get off him! yelled Astrid, rushing forward. So stay back! Gaius yelped. Astrid ignored him. She reached out for him but the soothsayer's other arm flew up and knocked her back. The force of the blow was unbelievable, leaving Astrid dazed on the ground. She watched as Gaius's skin began to glow. Silver lines crisscrossed his face like cracked porcelain. Hideous memories leapt across her mind. Of Marcus in the ruins of Londinium, of Sicilius at the foot of the lonely hill, and of the phantoms in the forest lost to time. At last she realised they had all been the soothsayer's doing. With Gaius still in her grasp, his attacker straightened up. The wrinkles on her hand disappeared as though the light drawn from Gaius were healing her. The hood fell back, revealing her face, bent up to the sky. Like her hand, her countenance had aged, but now it was racing back through time. She was younger again. Stop it! screamed Astrid, still winded from the fall. Professor! Do something! The professor was still, looking at the soothsayer. Astrid! Gaius choked. I... I... 
It was too late. The light erupted from within, flowing from his face and his pleading eyes. He disappeared, replaced by a now familiar ghostly silver form. It hovered in the air for a moment, and then gradually drained into the soothsayer, now returned to her former state. She lowered her hand, and then her head, eyes closed. When they reopened, they were fixed, for the first time, on the professor. She froze. Astrid's cries banished the air from the clearing. She roared a guttural, primal scream of pain that broke into unrelenting sobs. She beat the ground with her fists, and then fury took hold. She got to her feet and readied herself for the attack. She had dropped her penknife, but it was no matter. Her hands would be enough. The sight ahead stopped her in her tracks. The soothsayer and the professor were facing each other. Both were motionless. Astrid could not discern if the soothsayer's face bore the marks of shock, awe, or rage. You! the murderer rasped. Astrid frowned, tears still clinging to her cheeks. Regardless of the expression, the recognition in the soothsayer's eyes was clear. You know her? Astrid whispered hoarsely to the professor. Tears were streaming down the professor's face now. She was shaking. Her open mouth quivered, unsure of whether to smile. For here, before her, a thousand years away from home, was the face she had searched for for such a very long time. Here was the shadow that eluded the great database of the editors, who mapped the lives of countless billions. Here was the face that remained hidden from the archive of eternity, that knew every detail of her past, save for one. Here was the face that haunted every dark night of her soul, the eyes she had lost so long ago, come to her again. Madeline, she whispered. Oh, my love, I found you at last. The Chronicles of Professor Chronomier, Goddess of Victory, an Unbound Theatre production, written by Dario Knight and performed by Erica Sanderson, with music by Kevin MacLeod.